Our parish is blessed to have two deacons now, and our new deacon, Deacon Dave, preached all of the Masses for the first Sunday of Lent. And because of that, I do not have a homily recorded for the first Sunday of Lent, but I figured it might be useful to at least some people if I had a brief reflection upon the readings for the first Sunday of Lent. So in our readings, we hear about Jesus being tempted in the desert. And this is helpful for us because it shows us the humanity of Jesus. And it also helps us because we don't need to be ashamed simply because we've been tempted. If everyone, including Jesus, experiences temptation, then it's nothing that we should be ashamed of. But what exactly do we mean by temptation? It can be thought of in different ways. Temptation isn't sin, but temptation can lead to sin. Temptation is a desire, a prompting, a suggestion, a movement, a consideration, the possibility towards sin. But it isn't sin itself. And so if we are minding our own business, going through our day, and suddenly we have this thought that pops into our minds, a thought or an image, uh, something that we didn't do anything to prompt or try to bring about, it just kind of shows up. And what shows up is something sinful. Um, It would be sinful if we choose to dwell on it, but if that thought, if that image, if whatever it is that spontaneously appeared is dismissed as quickly as it came without us giving any consent to it whatsoever, then it remains temptation and does not become sin. In our gospel passage, the gospel writer Mark keeps it very brief. He doesn't give us the details of how Satan was tempting Jesus in the desert. If we looked at Matthew and Luke, we would get some sense of what Jesus being tempted was like how Jesus had a conversation with Satan. um, And he would counter every temptation, every suggestion of Satan to do something wrong, Jesus would counter with the word of God. And so that too gives us an example. If we are entrenched in the teachings of God, if we are aware of uh, the beauty of God's teachings, if we're familiar with sacred scripture, then we have a better sense and understanding of what right and wrong are and how we are to live our lives. Then should we find ourselves tempted, we can counter those temptations uh, by the word of God, by sacred scripture, by what we read in the Bible. So even though that conversation isn't recorded in our gospel passage uh, from Mark, it's still helpful for us to understand that that's one of the ways that we can counter temptation. In order for it to move from temptation to sin, we would have to make a choice. Our wills would have to, have to consent to whatever that suggestion is. And so if there was um, an impure thought or image that came to our minds and we dismissed it as quickly as it came, 
stays temptation. But if we decide, well, let me consider that. Let me investigate it. Let me um, explore the possibilities of what might be going on with this image or thought or whatever it is. Uh, Then it becomes sin when there's consent, when there's choice that takes place. So if ever we're being tempted, we should try to counter that. We can counter temptation by, like I said, going to what we know is true, what God reveals to us in sacred scripture about right and wrong. We can also counter temptation by simply changing our attention to something else. If we focus on something completely different, then the temptation uh, would just kind of oftentimes go away on its own. So we can counter temptation um, by refocusing on other things. Um, Sometimes it's a bodily desire. If we want to eat more than we should, if we want to um, have other things, uh, we can redirect our attention. We can redirect our desires. We can um, do something different. Um, For some people, temptation is brought about by a precursor. Something makes us vulnerable to temptation such that the temptation would even come to us in the first place. So oftentimes people find themselves being tempted when they're stressed, they're lonely, they're bored, they're angry, they're um, feeling rejected or have some sort of negative emotion. Um, Nobody likes to feel bad. And so in order to try to avoid that feeling, sometimes we're prompted with sinful desires. We're prompted with temptation. And in that vulnerable state, we were more likely to fall to it. But if we know what precursors there are, what promptings there are towards those sins that we might be struggling with, if we're familiar with those things, we can better counter them. If we're stressed, we should do something that de-stresses us so that should temptation come, we're already stronger against it, having overcome that uh, precursor, that prompting um, to be disposed towards the sin and through temptation, um, actually, if we consent to it, have it become sin. So sometimes if it's in particular, a temptation regarding the body, we can do something with the body that brings us in a different direction. Sometimes simply getting up and going for a walk can do wonders as far as overcoming temptation. Uh, Sometimes just going somewhere different from where we're typically tempted can help us overcome that temptation. Uh, Sometimes redirecting our minds in different ways Uh, If we engage suddenly in something completely different, um, trying to analyze or calculate something, uh, if we refocus our minds on things other than the temptation, um, then it'll go away typically. Uh, But if if we let the temptation linger, we're increasing the likelihood that we're going to consent to it and fall into sin. Uh, Sometimes we can, um, if we're in a bad mood, we can overcome that precursor with uh, with music to help reset our minds, um, reset our attention. Um, Sometimes we can overcome temptation with prayer. Uh, If we're focused on prayer, then the temptation is not having our attention. 
If we're focused on prayer, then it's easier to avoid consenting to the temptation and having it become sin. Sometimes people make a mistake when they're being tempted and they they try to counter the temptation by saying, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. But they're focusing on the this, the temptation. And that actually is counterproductive. If we want to overcome temptation, we need to have our focus on something else, uh, something different. And that way, we're not likely as likely to fall to the temptation. But in order for a temptation to become sin, there needs to be consent. We can think of temptation like someone walking along the street and from across the street calls out to us and tells us to do something or to not do something. And if we choose to pay attention to that, if we choose to follow along with Mr. Temptation, whatever it is, um, this prompting from the the person across the street uh, in this analogy, then it becomes sin by consent. But if we're prompted by this random person across the street um, and we choose to do what's truly right and just, then the temptation remains temptation and doesn't become sin. And it's not anything that we should be ashamed of to be tempted. Temptation gives us an opportunity to strengthen our virtues. Temptation gives us an opportunity to grow closer to God. And so this season of Lent, Let us consider how we can better overcome our temptations. It's easier for us to avoid sin and overcome temptation if we think about it before it happens. If we create a plan to overcome these things, if we know what we're going to do in the midst of temptation, we're more likely to keep it as temptation and not reach the level of sin. So let us consider what we can do this season of Lent to better avoid and overcome any temptations that we may face. Thank you and God bless.